You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? The reason we are in boxes and not together. For those of you who said betting odds, Nick Red said odds on cause of delay. Alexis using the bathroom is minus 150. Alexis getting food plus 400. <laughs> and then uh, old ass Corey said, guessing Alexis still waiting for his 48 ounce of cold brew. I got a little bit right here. You know, your boy keeps it, keeps it, uh, keeps ready. No, it's that you can hear it in my voice. I'm not feeling that great. Alexis uh, got the got the sniffles, got the called little bug out yeah. there. <laughs> All right. I don't know what the hell happened, but bro, we I went to the I went to the game on Wednesday. Uh, I went to the uh, NYCFC versus Seattle uh, Sounders game, mm-hmm. uh, the Concacaf Champions League, and it the made you, Champions League of all time. It made you sick to see that result. Oh. Dude, I figured, you know, if they could roll around on the floor, maybe I should do the same thing in bed for the next five days. Right. That's essentially what happened. I have been essentially bedridden since that day, but I have tested negative for COVID three times along the end. I probably shouldn't have said that because now it's going to take this whole stream and put it in a different category. <laughs> I tested negative for the for the boo-boo. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're out here spreading conspiracy theories. You okay. know, they're going to put us in a whole different category. Apparently, Alexis <laughs> caught, caught that disease that isn't real. Okay. <laughs> uh, why do you catch it? Uh, but hey, jokes aside, rest in peace to DJ K-Slay, uh, who Wait, battled D- with it. For- DJ K-Slay died? Today. All right. All right. I didn't know that. Come on, man. Uh, passed away. Three month battle in a hospital. I did hear uh, that he was because he was he was posting videos saying like, yo, this is serious. Right. Wasn't that him talking yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. He was trying to get people to, to go in and, uh, and get the old, uh, you beep know. Boop. Yeah. Beep boop. <laughs> uh, because he didn't want people to catch the boop boop. Right. Uh, you guys know what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the algorithm does not. You feel me? Okay. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, it's not what I have, but you can hear how congested I am. It did move from my forehead down. It was all like here, and I felt it was a head cold, and then it became more of a of a of a, a cheek a cold, nose cold, a cheek cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, just a beautiful cheekbone <laughs> cold. And let me tell you something: these cheekbones can handle it. Mm. Uh, and then uh, it, you know, uh, you wake up hacking up a little bit, but I, I'm fine. I I don't know how to. I feel like. You know, boop boop. Also, an email. We need a boop boop. I love this. The chat is already coming through. Andrew Johnson say Pele COVID, and then Leslie said, "Got hey, stop saying the word." I, I'm just saying it. We gotta make sure. Well, we got to be accurate. <laughs> but Leslie Pele said, "Bedridden." <laughs> Le- Leslie said, got, "Gotta call him Pele Plague to dodge the algorithm." <laughs> Pele, <Yeah>. Pele Plague. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Uh, yes. Trish Murphy said Alexis is allergic to losing. You know how it is. By the way, my sick ass slept 12 hours on Friday night. I went to bed at like 10 a.m. And I woke up. I'm sorry, at 10 p.m. And I went to, and I woke up just before 10 a.m. Because I was like, I need to watch me. I need to watch a little bit of this arsenal match as we win. Ooh. Tottenham lost. <laughs> this is going to be huge. And I had to sit through that disgusting display while sick. I'm like, I think this made me sicker. Mm. 
Okay. That was boop boop all <laughs> um, Yeah, dude. I mean, look, there's uh, we, we got a lot to cover uh, today, and we'll, uh, you know, I, everybody in the chat should thank Alexis for his sacrifice. Not not feeling a hundred percent, but he's gonna bring a hundred percent of that humor to this comedic hey. soccer show. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Uh, I mean. Christian clearly carrying the load today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My back hurts. All right. Bruh, uh, <laughs> hit, the, hit the like button if you liked anything Christian said, <laughs> or if you want me to feel better, hit the like button. Uh, but How no, we're exactly. That, I just hate being sick for so long. It makes no sense. Uh, you I know mean, what I feel? It, it does I make sense. I feel like an Arsenal fan. <laughs> I feel like every Arsenal fan. It makes a little bit of sense. You know, we've, uh, if, you, if, you know, some of us have, been, have managed to like uh, go you know, being stuck at home, uh, uh, going a year to two years without even catching a cold. So now that's it. Now that things are opening up, it's the, the diseases are like, yeah, we back baby. Okay. <laughs> it's that guy in the, it's the guy in the <laughs> yellow blazer. Like. <laughs> What's he, oh, they think they're just going to come outside and oh, <laughs> I like, I'm like, I'm been here. When you said come outside, you know, we've been outside. <laughs> we ready for y'all. I will say this part of my brain was like, yo, maybe, Maybe being inside for a couple of months made me immune to everything, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know that's how it works. Mean? That's how it works. The science. <laughs> Part of me was like, yo, I should be out here like licking elevator doors, bro, because I'm goody, you know? <laughs> no, nah, dude. Uh, no, nah, a lot of people have been uh, catching uh, the boop boop. So be careful out there. Oh. Stay vaccinated. Do, do what you got to do. Okay. Um, Someone said my. My jersey, what is it? Where is it? Is it Alexis's? There it is. Chanchada Millonari said Alexis's jersey is the cousin of Rob Lowe's NFL hat. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we? Didn't we figure out that that wasn't Rob Lowe? That that was the guy who looks like Rob Lowe that owns the Lakers? Palinka? No, that was Rob Lowe. We, I think we we that confirmed that. Yes, yes. By the way, this is the uh, Nike FC special edition from the World Cup a few years ago, which uh, we bought together in Portland. Uh, yeah, we were holding hands. We were. We, said, <laughs> we, we said, both put it on. <laughs> we put it on over both of us. And the guy at the store was like, "I don't think that's necessary." Um, somebody did. I just want to met before we get the show started. Uh, uh, Joe Whitlock just said, "R.I.P. Archie Eversole as well, creator of the We Ready song at Atlanta United matches." Yeah, uh, he also created another song for them. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, what There's other- another song he created specifically. They took We Ready. And made it their anthem, right? But he wrote one specifically for Atlanta United. After that, yeah, yeah. And I think that's when he got to uh, hit the golden spike or whatever. So yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, he. Um, uh, we've never we I, we never met. I don't think we ever did. But uh, he followed us, and we followed each other on social media and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, young guy. I mean, it sucks to hear uh, news like that. Um, Horrific. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, uh, best wishes to his family. Uh, but yes, really, really terrible. But. Uh, um, we, same thing, by the way, same thing with DJ K Slay. I know a lot of people might not know who he is, but there was a time when that Street Sweeper, you know, mixtape series, you know, the drama king, K Slay. Yeah. You know, smack your favorite DJ. You know, he was, he was a, he was a lot of, a lot of, of my personality, you know, mimicked <laughs> his personality, not uh, directly, but like, we must have drank from the same water fountains growing up. You know what I mean? Mm. We must have drank. We must have drank the same <laughs> Arizona iced teas because uh, he had a lot of uh, 
a lot of um he took he took the Alexis to the 10. Mm. He dialed Alexis all the way to the 10. I don't, He's just I, a wild character. I, I I thought Alexis was already at 10. Uh but yeah, okay. No, it, maybe it, this it, a seven. it can get worse than this. Okay. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> um <laughs> but yes, uh exciting show uh today. Obviously, a lot of Premier League uh uh results and news to go over. FA Cup. Uh also we had some semifinals. Uh we we know or obviously who's going to be playing in the FA Cup final. Yes, Eagle Eyed Football was as uh, mentioned earlier, then but a little bit bummed about that result. But uh it was a tough one. But a lot uh to go over today. Obviously, Manchester United news uh as well. But uh as always, thank you for joining us. If you listen to this podcast, if you're here on YouTube Live, if you don't know who we are, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. Okay, uh, we're here. See, I didn't complain about doing an intro. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, crowd, let me know if you notice a slightly more relaxed Christian. This is what I talk about. I think his girl like has eucalyptus or something in the apartment. I think she, you know, she likes I'm- eucalyptus candles. Or something, or maybe plays like jazz at a very low volume. Because <laughs> Christian, way relaxed, way more different than when we're together in the same room. I mean, Tell me you, if I'm wrong. It's it's the 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 tension and, and anxiety uh, when being around Alexis Guerrero's <laughs> that I feel I feel safe at this distance. You know, we're a couple yeah, yeah, yeah. we're a couple we miles away from that. each other. <laughs> I gotta make Christian less safe. Can I call a task rabbit to release a snake inside of Christian's apartment? I need more tension. <laughs> so um yeah we uh uh yeah a lot to cover today uh, and shout out to everybody uh for uh subscribing especially on, on youtube uh we're almost at four thousand subscribers here on youtube so we're right there hit the hit the subscribe button if you have Come not on. uh uh yes Nick red said you sure it's not that it's legal to buy weed in new jersey yo christian on, <laughs> christian on them edibles huh <laughs> uh the yeah i think it's it, it's going to be uh fully legal and like Three days. Uh, I saw Aaron. Is Wet- it not already? No, no. Like I think now the uh, it's legal, but the, now the um, the dispensaries can open. So I believe it's April twenty first. And I saw Aaron West tweet this out that they 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 could have gone and made it the first day be uh, April twentieth four twenty, but they chose to do it the next day, which seems like a missed opportunity. Smart. <laughs> no, I think it's smart for them because I don't think anything would have gotten done in the state had weed become dude, legal in It would have been like a weed Black Friday, dude. 420, <laughs> first day, just everybody. <laughs> but, Everyone's like, do you remember where you were on 420? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it was cool. So, uh, John- People in England right now are like watching or listening to this going, wait, what? <laughs> is is marijuana yeah, legal like, I think, is, no, in, not in, at all. in the still, UK? It's like night. 1995 out there oh really i didn't know that i thought they were more uh they're more chill i guess not all right no not at all still get very very much arrested i mean they could use it too man they need it more than we do just with all the rain you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) just lift your spears with them dark clouds over you bro uh dimitri said uh 420 plus one that's what they're doing (laughs) that's it it's the 420 plus one rule everybody know that yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah. bundesliga made it very popular it'll never happen in england (laughs) okay uh so where to begin today I, i know uh the uh i never look at the uh the title 
or the or usually the uh, the thumbnail. Dennis Higgins, England just got cracked for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to have a it, quite interesting next five years. <laughs> oh, wow. Let me tell you something. Uh, the energy of the music is going to change a little bit. <laughs> Shouts to Brush. Thank you for hanging out with us, Brush87. Uh, uh, yeah, you never look at the thumbnail. I do. I but, do now. So it's just the super, the European Super League one year later. One year anniversary what of a, the announcement. What a beautiful time. It's a good time to celebrate. All right. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember where you were when that announcement <laughs> happened? Because I do. Where were you? It was like uh, it was like midday for us. It was like Sunday evening in England. Mm-hmm. But it was like midday for I believe it was a Sunday. I'm already forgetting. Uh, <laughs> but I remember when the news came out, I was like, "Well, that'll never happen." And then as you keep reading, it says like, "Here are the teams that have already signed on to do it." And I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> right. And. It sent people were going to sleep in Europe, but for us, we had all day to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting here thinking, like, will this actually happen? Should we send them a reel of us so we could get hired by the Super League? <laughs> Be like the Super League content creators. Uh, <laughs> there were so many. Just, <laughs> yeah. You know, we're really. <laughs> we're we're le- Korean now. <laughs> we're leaning into this new brand. You know, these brands, are they, they need <laughs> they need influencers. We're happy yeah. to help. Alexis is doing food challenges. <laughs> Christian's doing workout vlogs. Uh, yoga boy, that's his name. Because we've heard um, of, we've heard of uh, sports washing, but how about yeah. uh, how about you know pod washing or like or, huh? or comedy or washing? Content washing. <laughs> you need you need some up, up inspiring content, uplifting content. Okay, people, they're not going to pay attention to uh, all the oil on those little birds uh if you're mm-hmm. doing some cool trendy tiktok dances <laughs> yeah, all right yeah, yeah. you know one way of forget of people forgetting that there's bodies inside the stadium <laughs> is it <laughs> we just why don't we just take a take a look at what's what are the best potato chips from, <laughs> from your region <laughs> okay it's gonna really bump up in the google rankings they're not gonna look at the other stuff it's gonna get buried down there <laughs> at the very least we deter the eyes you know? I mean, that's all we're looking for is just to bring them from here over there, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> Pizza said, damn, Alexis beat me to my joke. Uh, a nice co- an ice cold brew said it took a second for it to sink in when I first heard, like, all the worldwide ramifications. I didn't think part of me, and this happened with the Columbus Crew situation, where I was like, eh, you know, you can tell where I'm from. Because mm. I was like, rich people are going to get their way. Right. That's how it Don't always worry. works. We don't stop them. We got to do things around their rules. Mm-hmm. That's my first thought. And then there's people who are like, no, we have lawyers and we're going to stop them from doing this thing or we're going to protest. And I'm like, protest? That doesn't change anything. <laughs> what you need to do is like, you got to use the rules against them. You got to find loopholes. I'm that type of dude, right? Yeah. So that's my first thought. So when fans started protesting, I was like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? I'm like, what are you going to, you're going to get a bunch of billionaires to change their minds real cute. And then like 48 hours later, they did. Right. Right. Uh, and it, yeah, it was surprising that it, uh, it actually worked, but it, you know, it, it, it had to be, uh, you know, pretty incredible, somewhat violent, 
right? You know, Manchester United. Bit, they, you, you had, had to storm fear. Old Trafford. <laughs> yeah, there was you had to put fear <laughs> in their eyes. <laughs> because they. This is the. This is the thing is that billionaires think they're safe, and uh, sometimes mm. when they do things that the masses don't like, they forget that we can eat the rich. You know, they. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't know. You forget that by the masses, you mean a lot of people. <laughs> you know, oh. there was a. There's a. There's a there's a uh, a theory uh, that they they used a um, they had to use like AI to figure out it was it ten billion lions versus the sun who would win ten right? billion lions okay versus the sun the sun as yes we know. yeah I've heard of it yes who would win I don't know uh, is it a keepy upy contest I'm not sure but ten billion lions heading towards the sun who would win. Right. Your first thought is, well, the sun will just burn them as they come. But it's such a the thought of it is an overwhelming force is the thought. Right. Yes. That's the masses. Now, here we are a year later. Where were you? on This is I just want to make sure that we all uh, point out that that was the stupidest analogy I've ever heard. And it didn't it didn't clear up his point in any way whatsoever. (laughs) I'm like, why? Why are you introducing this visual into my head? And why? Why are we going to be thinking about this for the next two weeks? (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The question is like, you know, you can have arguments like the stupid argument, like, would you rather face a, a, a horse sized duck right. or a, a, a hundred uh, duck sized horses? Right. The, the question becomes, you know, can you be overwhelmed by the masses? That is our way of reminding the rich. Like, yeah, there's one of you and you got a lot of money. That money ain't going to protect you when all of us show up at your door. Yeah. Now, that said. Where were you on the idea of the Super League? On the, I mean, it hasn't really uh, uh, at the time. Nothing, nothing's really <laughs> no, changed. Said, the masses, a shitload of flaming lines. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a nice cold brew said Alexis versus three hundred kinder, kindergartners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck this shit. Nick Red said, how sick is Alexis? All I hear is like a bell or a gun go off. These kids are getting duffed one by one. (laughs) Nick Red said, how sick is Alexis with that nonsense? These are great great questions. Um, Uh, Pretty sure Alexis makes Daquil Nyquil. I may have overlapped. I may have overlapped. How did you feel? I want to apologize to our editor, Jamie. Good luck making sense out of any of this. Where were you on the idea of the Super League, were you pro? Were you anti? I mean, you can go through the archives. I was uh, anti. I thought it was a ridiculous idea. There's too much history and tradition uh, with these leagues and their respective countries. Uh, it was obviously they're, they're uh, uh, Florentino uh, Perez uh, uh, and and you know and Barcelona when they were dealing with their fi- still dealing with their financial issues. But they're all just trying to save uh, save the business. That's all. That, that's really all that's happening. They're trying to get more and more money from. Uh, from UEFA, um, and they and they're trying to uh, um, wield the power that they have to put some uh, uh, force, uh, uh, you know, on 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 UEFA to to get more money because they have the they have the bigger clubs and they get the the, the majority of the attention. Um, so that's all it was. I mean, it, like, you understand that they, they're trying to 
um, sustain themselves. But they, the the main issue is that they're spending too much money, uh, whether it's on wages, whether it's on other stuff. Uh, uh, they're they're irresponsible, and it can't it can't just keep going to the point where you're just paying more. Like we see Erling Holland, and and the the obviously he's going to go to a new club uh, in the summer. And the the money that's being thrown around and the agent fees and all this other stuff, it's it's at some point you just got to be like, no, we can't pay that and move on and and try to build a winning team in another way and try to have a successful brand in another way. Uh, so, yeah, anti Super League. That's it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's no point. I'm I'm on board with with the, what the masses were saying. Okay, uh, Joe Whitlock said 100 Jordan Pickford size arms or one <laughs> arm size Jordan Pickford. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, uh, these analogies I can get on board. I'm like, now I get oh, it. Yeah. Now I understand the Super League. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, look, I was, I was against it, but also intrigued by the idea. Now, here's why. The idea of a Super League is not bad. The idea of a Super League that doesn't allow promotion and relegation or a way for other teams to get in by merit, that's the main issue, right? Mm-hmm. For it you. was also the... Yeah, for me, that was really the only <laughs> issue. Uh, other than that, I'm like, how about we introduce something like Cam? Uh, <laughs> let's spice it up a little bit, huh? General allocation money? Um, it's not real. <laughs> so here's the thing. Let's take a look at what the European Super League was and say, look, Fiorentino Perez came out a while ago, a couple months ago, and revealed that there's a lot of clubs that are still interested. There's a lot of clubs that are still signed up for the Super League Mm -hmm. and that there's a way forward to do it without the English clubs. Now, that's starting to become a little bit more difficult with every major final involving mostly English clubs, but there is a way to do it without the English clubs. Now, I don't know if that helps or hurts the Premier League, I'm assuming it would hurt it because it would essentially make the Champions League less important. So if that's all they're competing in, that won't matter as much because that'll essentially make the the Champions League the Europa and it'll make the Super League the primary league, right? So why don't we fix the Premier League, the, the Super League? Why don't we make it palatable for the masses? How do we do that? Okay, let's take a look at what the rules are, and then can you we can sh- decide. Can you send me this link? I don't know. I don't have yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just pulled it up. Uh, this kind of does it in, in a long form. But Okay, so for those of you who don't remember, it was 12 clubs from England, Spain, and Italy. They agreed to start their own new competition, right, that would directly rival to the UEFA-run Champions League. And now here's another thing to keep in mind. Right. Everyone was like, you're going to ruin the Champions League. Right. UEFA, they ain't got the cleanest hands in the game either. Them boys be making eleven billion dollars a year. Why do you why do you, why do you sound like Joe Pesci when you're talking about the you know UEFA? They don't got the cleanest hands either. Okay, <laughs> I'm talking like this. They're like Alexis, you're still speaking into a microphone. I'll just cover my mouth. Hey, I'm like, it, nah, I don't want it. I think Christian. I think Christian's wearing a wire. I think. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty big one. It's an XLR, and it's in front of his face. Same one's in front of your face. You saying I'm a fucking rat? <laughs> Yo, is this live? Yo, this is crazy. <laughs> 
who is he yelling at though? What drugs is Alexis on to make him feel? Are these cops in the chat? Why are these people talking to me? <laughs> like, why do they know what we're saying? Uh, <laughs> oh my okay, God. so look, uh, a nice Cobra said, I'm not down with a legacy team that qualifies automatically. All right. Which, by the way, they're going to add that into the... They're talking about adding that into the Champions League anyway. So let's just immediately remove the biggest hurdle for fans, and that's that you automatically qualify because of who you are, not because of what you've done. So let's remove that. So you still have to qualify every season. Okay. Okay? Okay. Now, it's 12 teams. I'm assuming they would be in groups and then a bracket, right? Sorry about that ad on the right. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, you can put an ad blocker on this bad boy. Okay, go. So well, let's remove that. Are you comfortable with that idea of removing? I, don't, ask, don't ask me about my comfort. I think it's a, the idea is stupid, but I understand that that might be better a better uh, compromise, but sure. <laughs> No, no, no. But you're saying we, we, we look, we have to create a new league gun to our head. We have to create a new league. Let's remove the idea of just being able to be in it because of who you are. So there's no legacy clubs. Right. Okay. So, so that's better. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So you like that. Okay. Now, how does this, how does this differ then than champions league? Right. Because this one, remember when the Premier League started, everyone's like, I can't believe you're breaking out from the from the um from the, the the FA or whatever. And it was so that they can control their own destiny and make their own money. What if what if the 12 clubs, and it probably should be more, but let's say it's 12 clubs. What if those 12 clubs each year got to renegotiate the TV deal? Um would that cause mayhem? Every year, yes. There would be too much negotiating. It would be too much. Order. But you're not guaranteed who's in it. How about this? All right, how about this? What if only one team gets relegated out of it every year? Okay. Well, so there's still a way in and out. It's just a lot more difficult. So the clubs like it because for the most part, you can guarantee yourself in it. But there's still a chance for clubs that have earned their way up to get into it. And what if that team is the winner of Champions League? Um, so, but my main thing is... Wait a minute. I just solved Super League. <laughs> you 100% did not, but... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but what is the... <sighs> okay, so the main thing is that if... if uh, is is the Super League its own league and and you're not playing in any other competitions, any other... Because obviously they wouldn't be playing in their domestic leagues, right? How do you, that? That's how do you resolve that? That's kind of the biggest, I think, complaint that a lot of the fans will have. I mean, let's say you know if they're not playing their domestic league, they maybe they, yeah they're playing Super League games at home, uh, and then and then but their away matches will be incredibly far away. Are you a season ticket holder to a Super League team? And you are you traveling hours to go uh, and taking a flight? Well, season to- ticket, season ticket only guarantees you that you only buy home games. 
Okay, okay. So even that. So let's say Arsenal is one of the teams in the Super League. Let's just a team neither one of us like. Um, let's say Manchester United. Manchester United is in the Super League. If you're a Manchester United supporter, you probably live in China or in New York City. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, sorry, a little joke there. Um, if you're a season ticket holder to Manchester United, like Flex, right? Our friend Flex, he does go to away games. He he tries not to miss a match. He even goes to games in Europe. But for 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 purpose of this conversation, he's a season ticket holder. That gives him home games. His life doesn't change. It's the teams he goes, he sees will change. So he's not going to see, you know, Burnley. He's not going to see Everton, right? He's not going to see uh, Leeds, which I know is a big rival for theirs, but still you're not going to see Leeds. What you are going to see is Juventus. You're probably going to see Arsenal. You're probably going to see Chelsea. You're probably going to see Liverpool, but you'll see, you know, some of the major clubs, AC Milan, you'll see Real Madrid. So home games essentially become Champions League games. So there's a couple of things. And um, Dennis Higgins uh, in the chat said, pulling the Super League teams out of the domestic league is the end game. So I can understand that. that is that a good thing, though? I, don't, I would that say it happened when the Premier League was created. We're all fans of it now. It took them out of that, out of that, you know, uh, FA. It stopped them from having to play. I guess it didn't because you still get promotion and relegation. But for the most part, clubs said, hey, we, we need to find a way to make more money. And it worked. And we're all fine with it because there's a way for these clubs from the lower leagues to get into it, even though it's extremely difficult. And your top six almost always remain your top six. Yeah. Paulo said, you mean like MLS, meaning as far as the travel. But even given the travel, uh, when when Manchester United is playing, uh, you know, a, a team in London or a team in, in the north or whatever, regardless of th- that that distance, it might be a, a two, three hour train ride. You know, there's a difference between uh, uh, like in, in MLS, you might uh, like the teams that are on the East Coast that, that are that play in the West. You might get like maybe 100 away fans or something like that. 200 if it's like a big traveling fan base. But Bruh. like Manchester United, like fans, the, 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 the away support at every Premier League stadium is like 3000 away fans, 4000. It's incredible. Uh, the, the amount of support. Let so, me stop you. Let me stop you right there. I'm sorry. I had no idea, so I Googled it, okay? Mm. How long How long is a flight? If we want to go see NYCFC play, let's say LA, LAFC, how long is that flight About from four, New York to LA? Uh, four and a half, five hours. Five hours, right? Mm-hmm. Do, Manchester United goes to play Juventus, which is in Turin, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how long that flight is? That's literally the entire continent. I mean, you're spanning the entire continent, not long-wise, but what is that, uh, like, other ways. Is that probably about the same, five, six hours? Two, Two hours. hours. Wow. What are we complaining about, dude? <laughs> that's that's from here to, uh, but, uh, to Charlotte. Yeah, but it's, you know, the passport, customs, <laughs> I mean, the whole headache. What are we talking about? <laughs> Manchester, you guys just don't fly as much as we do. We have a much larger country. If we can handle a league in this country... Why can't they do something in all of Europe? I, I mean, look, that's that's only one of the uh, issues. The, the one, I mean, the main 
I think the main issue is the, the tradition of their domestic leagues and, and people don't want to give that up or, or they don't really want don't it changed in any way. Does it change it? All it does is give you something else to reach for. Um, it's like putting something else on top of the Premier League. It's all really it is. Right, right, right. Um, look, but the, the, the teams that are in this Super League, maybe, you know, maybe people won't necessarily uh, value the, um, the, you know, their teams just being put into this upper echelon uh, of a league. I mean, that is what the... That's what the Champions League is for. I mean, look, the main thing is, is why do if you're being devil's advocate, why do you want this so badly? What is what are the, that are not financial? What are, that's not it's not about money. Why would the Super League be more entertaining and more fun to watch week in and week out? It won't. But here's the 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 reason for doing this is because Fiorentina Press came out a few months ago and said, oh, there's a way to. They're not going to stop until they get something similar to this. So my point is, what is the most, what is the way where they get what they want? They get a league that essentially kind of codifies them. It kind of coddles them into this like thing where they can't really be booted out unless they really mess up, but also gives the fans what they want. Where, where is that happy medium? Uh I don't think the Super League is that happy medium, but I I do think there is a Super League as we have as we've known it. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think that's the happy medium. <laughs> a nice call Bruce said Pele capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> it it's simply they they need to look how much responsibility do we want to put on on ownership? And 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 how much they spend, and they're it, it's getting out of hand. The the amount they're being reckless with their money, and their solution to it is let's find ways to make more rather than let's spend a little bit less. I, I don't understand the, the. I mean, this is why in in uh, here's why I think that doesn't work, and this is why the thought of a salary cap. I forget what they're calling it in England, but the the thought of a salary cap in in the Premier League essentially kills the Premier League. Now, look, I'm not saying I'm not for it. I'm talking strictly numbers. If the Premier League comes out, like this idea of like players want to play for the Premier League, that's a few and far between. You're talking about your Declan Rice's, your maybe like a Jack Grealish. I know you ain't talking about most players are going where the bag is, and that's it. Maybe as long as it's not completely taking away from their ability to win championships or or play in meaningful competitions as far as they see it, which is why not everyone ran off to China. But if the premier league decides, yo, we're going to, we're going to institute a salary cap, which means we're going to be able to offer less money. Then other leagues are just going to say, including France and and Germany, maybe not Germany, but uh, Italy, everyone's going to be like, all right, we're just going to pay you a little more. And now those big name players are going to come here. And if those big name players, shift over to another country there goes the viewers 
So why is that? Why do we? Why should we feel sympathy for that issue? The the Premier League does exactly what you're talking about now. They say, you know, a a, a player could be getting offers in France, and then a Premier League team comes and said, "We could pay you more." They poach them, and then they end up in the Premier League. The Premier League has all the best players because they have the most money to offer, and that's what it is. Why do you? Why do you feel it's okay for the Premier League to do that, but other leagues can't be in that situation? No, I don't, I don't, I don't get your question. I'm saying you'll never have a, a salary cap in any league because I use that as an example because other leagues will just adjust and they're not going to be like, well, we'll do a salary too. No, they're going to be like, all right, now's our chance to be number one and we'll go steal all the best players and all the best, all the best players will want to come here. Well, La Liga immediately will start paying people way more than they're supposed to. They already and do, thing, you know, <laughs> and they, ha- they don't even have cool. they don't even have the money to pay them, and they find a way to pay them. Yeah, but who cares about the banks? If you're Antonio Perez, one step ahead of everybody, Dude, it's getting it's getting. The point I'm saying is, you're never going to get the leagues to spend less money, so you do have to find a way for them to make more money, and we know more money can be made because the NFL makes multiples more money. Than, than the Premier League does. And that's one country, maybe two with Canada that watch it. Sure. Um, but the the problem is that there's there's more soccer fans, more football fans that that are t- so tied to their history and to the tradition of how they they they've understood things to work for uh the, the you know the last century that it's difficult uh uh to change that so they have a say whether it's financially uh, a good situation for the owners or not like just how they say the owners are are the are the stewards and and they're just uh, uh you know uh, not stewards what's the word um uh you know Custodian, custodian, or whatever the club. Um, That's that's their role. the The club belongs to that community. They built it. Uh, uh, They've supported it for years. It's like you're talking about. What you're talking about is fantasy. No, it's but it's not fantasy, right? Because we saw what happened at Old Trafford, and we saw that the 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 backlash for some of these decisions are not fantasy at all. People can get very very upset, and it can actually lead no, no, to no. violence. So no, no, this is no. Look, I don't I don't think you're wrong, but it did that stop the Super League? No, all it did was delay it. Maybe the Super League hasn't gone away. I, I I'm aware of that, but it, it, when the the, uh, the decision is going to be made again or when it gets uh, uh, proposed again, this is going to happen again. I don't know what it's going to take to convince a lot of people. And it's that's the problem is that it's too many people that you have to convince that this is a good idea. That I disagree. I disagree. What you have to do, and again, look, if there's, if there's between you and I, who has an easier propensity to, to understand evil? It's not about understanding evil. You still no, no, got to no, convince asking, people. That's an yeah, question. yeah. That's okay, look, if, you're, if your dog doesn't want to take medicine, what is a dog going to do? You force it down the throats. No, no, you hide it. <laughs> that's what you do. You hide it. Okay, well, I, I've, been, to, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> yeah, dog, that's what your dog's always barking. You got to hide it in their food, and the dog will just be like, ah, yeah. a little crunchy. You know, this meat was a little crunchy at moments. But other than that, I don't know. <laughs> and next thing you know, <laughs> right. you know, they're out. That's literally what they're, doing, what they're doing to us. I'm not pro Super League. 
I'm telling you, they will find a way to put these things into something, whether it's the Premier League, whether it's the Champions League, or whether it's creating a new league that little by little has holes in the contract that allow them to make changes later or something where they will institute some of these changes. They gon' get their money. That's it. By the way, the word was caretaker, not custodian. Yeah. Um, and sure. And that, and that is fine. Uh, nobody's, I don't think people are necessarily arguing that, that, that some of this stuff is inevitable. And the fact that they want to make as much money as they can, they're going to do what they, they, they're going to do. Uh, so th- nobody's arguing that it's, it's, but would we be better off with the super league? Uh, how can i answer that question how can we be better i don't know i don't know it's some people you might be a person that says yes he found a way to dial he knows so no man look i i, I think the uh <laughs> Would we be better off? Uh, my opinion is no. We would not be better off. I think we have a Champions League. I think that's totally fine. Uh, I think that is... Uh, you know, You're literally a fan of a club that might get relegated. We're talking about a league where it would be really difficult to get relegated. So I don't... It's still... But that... Okay, so... Would that not be better for you? Would you not have we, a little less... But we talked about this before. Um, was it last week or two weeks ago? About, uh, about MLS. And um, I think somebody had asked a question about like maybe promotion relegation or you know what will it take for mls to be as successful as as it truly can and my belief is that yeah promotion relegation is a good way to do it yeah it it introduces so much risk to the to these clubs and and for the owners but risk is what we it's it's what we love it's what we enjoy it's what makes you know uh, watching stunt videos exciting because th- somebody could get hurt. It's why it's why we, we Cirque du Soleil. It's like they somebody could die. This is why it's exciting. <laughs> I think that's why people are going to Cirque du Soleil. No, but but, it is. but is the, the Cirque fear du Soleil you're going to spelled with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> the fear of something bad happening makes us tune into things. It makes and it makes things that are uh, it makes entertainment more entertaining because something bad could happen and you and we love the story of people of uh, cheating death or succeeding through through uh, you know insane and dangerous like trials this yeah, is- that doesn't explain the overwhelming ratings for the nba playoffs well the the ratings are that you could lose in the play the the the, the risk is that you got this far and you lose so even in the playoffs a- even a league without promotion and relegation still has but, risk, right? But but the the point is that there's a there's a different culture and history to soccer than there is to these other sports and other leagues. So comparing them doesn't really make much sense because you're you're asking NBA fans to treat uh, uh, um you know soccer the same way or think about it the same way. Everybody has their own opinion on it, but what we can't deny is that that relegation battles are exciting because we know some three teams in the Premier League are going to be absolutely fucked and it's entertaining because we know I think it's great. <laughs> so- I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I think it's gr- cool and it adds something to the bottom of the table which in American sports unless you're in the playoffs or fighting to be in the playoffs there's really nothing for you at the end of the season other than spoiling someone else's season. Right. That's really it. Well, you all Which like it in, in, in Premier League only happens like from like t- 
maybe eight to, to 15. The reason we like any sports, I mean, the, the watching the athletes do whatever it is that they do is fun, but it's the storylines behind it. It's why this, this show can be fun is because we're not simply just breaking down the, you know, the, the plays and the tactics or whatever, because there's just, there's more to the sport uh, uh, and there's more to the activity than simply watching them do what they do. So every, you know, NFL has its own, uh, you know, MLS, the reason I'm uh, um, emotionally invested in it and, and why I'm okay with the way it is now, and, the, and, and not that I wouldn't want it to change, but the reason I'm okay with it now is truly because I know so much about it, the players, and we've interviewed so many players, and we know some, we know some of them personally, and we know that their, their personal struggles, you know, when Dom Dwyer misses a, a, a clear opportunity, I'm like, oh, man, Dom Dwyer missed the opportunity, but I'm like, oh, damn, Dom, bro, come on, you, this would be great for your career if you could make a couple, get a, you know, get a town goal season or whatever, things like that, and that's just my personal uh, connection to it, but then people who are season ticket holders, fans of, uh, of clubs, they know these players for years, they follow them there's a just a deep connection and we it's all kind of uh uh subjective but the thing you can't argue is that the 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 level of of risk risk is the the product that's what that that's what a lot of the european leagues and most of world football is selling that something terrible can happen so you need to support and and that leads to viewers. That leads to interest. Uh, could could it be done a different way? Sure, but but it's undeniable that that is a, a fabric of the game. And the fact that in American soccer we don't have it, it's a then it's a little bit different. It's a little tougher to sell the game to people because it's not as scary that something bad could happen. I don't agree, and here's why: because it, it, inherent in all sports is risk that's why the, a team loses and a team wins so the the added risk of being bumped out of your league makes it exciting people are saying in the chat no it's exciting so trish Murphy says oh man alexis looks like a little kid who's up to it i'm on a lot of drugs <laughs> to be up at all uh but uh which we call i don't necessarily agree that the added risk helps it just creates a different risk that's all you know what i mean i don't know that the idea of promotion relegation i think would be immediately make baseball way more exciting it's already there they have the triple a double a single a it's already there. in fact it used to be the way it kind of worked until the main teams bought all the lower league teams um or made them a part of their system uh i think it would be i i like the fact that promotion and relegation exists i'm not saying removing that if what they're trying to do is say there's more money to be made by limiting risk what a lot of teams are don't like is they're saying well it's like there's only so much of this pie. What you're trying to do is take more of the pie. That's part of the reason why there's such a backlash. Is that because they want to make more money? They want to make more of the money. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but look, they they're but they've made so many concessions already. Barcelona and Real Madrid make more money from the t- the TV deal than the other teams in La Liga do. Like it, and it, that's killing La Liga. And it, but it it the the greed never ends. No. So it, if they leave tomorrow, it hurts the league. Okay, but does that all does that not also give the league a fresh start? Does that not give the rest of the league an opportunity? For a new superstar, a new super club to pop up. Maybe. Maybe Atletico Madrid becomes 
the main club. Maybe Raul Betis all of a sudden. Maybe Valencia comes back to glory. What I'm not trying to say that it should happen. And I think that's kind of how it's coming across. My point is, they won't stop until they get... The World Cup's going to be in Qatar. You know what I mean? It's, you know, we're playing in the, in the winter. Uh, everything's changed for the World Cup because one country found a way to get the get the votes i'm just gonna put it that way you know we could have used we could have used an envelope you know we, we don't supply a vote but it would have been nice uh all i'm saying is these these you know people of means will find a way to get what they want so if they're gonna get another league all i'm saying is they 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 want another league and they want to limit the risk you're saying the risk is why people call the risk is still there there's still risk it's, you might not win you know, there's still there's there's risk for Liverpool this year in that you're good, but you might not win the league. You might not you might end without you might not get that treble or quadruple, which they're up for. You know what I'm saying? There's still risk, even though you're not uh, getting uh, right. Uh, nobody's arguing that, but the, but the, the consequence we talk about risk. Risk is just the word, but the consequences are really the thing that is it's that's more specific to why it's a little bit more uh, exciting or engaging, that that something terrible can happen. You lose and you don't get a trophy, eh, whatever, you'll, get, you'll try again next year. But completely financially almost destroying your club is, this is why everybody's, you know, watching Everton, because Everton getting relegated is a disaster because of how much money they've already spent. And it's not only is it embarrassing, but they've already spent so much money. They are building a new stadium. They, they will be fi- financially like, like uh, hamstrung to, to spend money on players if, they, if they're in the championship. So they can't even spend, because of financial fair play, they can't even spend what they, what they would want to spend to try to get back up to the Premier League. It's a horrible, horrible, situation and i'm glued to the television anytime they are playing or when burnley's playing or when watford is playing or when norwich are playing because okay now yes right now (laughs) what happens what happens if you get relegated how many people are going to be glued to their televisions when you're in the championship and middling and can't get out of it because of your financial fair play situation how many people are going to be glued to their televisions when you open a brand new stadium you know, they're, yeah, they'll they'll the be championship. right. There'll be some, but but they'll be uh, not uh, as many as that are watching now. Correct, but there there'll be. Uh, uh, um, so so, what point are you making? That it's it's obviously bad to get relegated. Everybody understands yeah. that. So what you're saying, like, look, we're all watching now until the bad thing happens, and then you're done. You're out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's you don't it. have those eyes anymore. And well, okay, but, was, and that's the, that's the risk. <laughs> that's the risk you take. What, I, I don't feel bad about it. Uh, yeah, it'd be so nice to not I'm, get relegated. Now I sound like one of the owners. <laughs> you got <laughs> me talking like one of the owners. Where I'm like, yeah, you made us. You, you enjoyed it while you know. It's like you and your friends go out to see a fight. One dude gets knocked out. The other guy walks back in the bar. He's like, I'm buying around. We all go back in the bar with that guy. Now there's just one dude knocked out in the parking lot. You get what I'm saying? That's, that's yeah, you. That's, that might be you. That's yeah. That's part of the game. That's nobody's complaining about it. Yeah. Now we're just going in circles. <laughs> Look, end of the day, you heard it here first. Christian loves the idea of the Super League. <laughs> get it going. Put put uh, put Everton in it, and they'll never be relegated again. I did not expect to be talking about this for so long, uh, but 
whatever. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> but here we are. Uh, there was uh, this is so a lot of things I wanted. John Carl Trent said it true. He goes, then you watch the next bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. That's it, bro. Um, I, I I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about some of the the results from uh, from the the week prior because obviously there was uh, uh, Champions League, Europa, uh, FA Cup, and we should start there because uh, Manchester City. Uh, faced Liverpool in the FA Cup and lost three to two. Um, uh, Sadio Mane with the brace. Uh, <laughs> Nick Red said, "I feel like the lines flying into the sun made more sense." <laughs> uh, Robert Vermeulen said, "Alexis sides with management once again." Hey. <laughs> I'm just trying to offer a different <laughs> point of view here, you know. Uh, but yes, the uh, FA Cup semifinal, three to two, Liverpool, and really the 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 highlight, the main uh, talking point out of this game was the performance of Zach Steffen, whose two goals uh, that he gave to Sadio Mane were pretty. Uh, the the first one, uh, him. Take and Ice Cobra said, "Don't mention Stefan. <laughs> this is impossible to not do that." Um, <laughs> look, Zach Stefan. We all saw the the goalkeeping error uh, that he made. Uh, he took too many touches uh, inside the box. Sadio Mane came in, uh, slid in, and uh, you know hit the ball into the net. Um, look, it's it's another it's another thing where. We've, you know, we've met Zach Steffen. He's been on our show. Feel terrible for the guy uh, because this is his second um, FA Cup where he makes a, a goalkeeping mistake and uh, and it leads to and it leads to a goal. Terrible, uh, it, you know, it breaks it breaks my heart and for a lot of U.S. men's national team, it hurts uh, as well. But the this so I, I saw this from uh, our homie Jeff uh, Jeff Adenella, uh, former goalkeeper for the Portland Timbers. Uh, if you uh, don't follow him on TikTok, follow him on TikTok because he does a um, uh, a goalkeepers union kind of reaction. So he'll he'll give um, he'll he defends goalkeepers and his. Uh, you know, Manchester City uh, defender should have been defending their goalkeeper. Anyway, uh, but he did make the point. <laughs> he did make Got the point him. that John Stones. He said that it that obviously he you know Zach Steffen is accountable, but John Stones played him a really poor pass. He played him a direct, a straight pass that didn't really give um, Zach Steffen too much time to think about what decision to make. Everybody was saying, hey, he should have just cleared it. But but we all know Manchester City doesn't play that way. They, they, they play out of the back. And Zach Steffen, you can tell as far as like the differences between him and Ederson is that, that how quickly he makes those decisions with his feet. Ederson makes them just a little bit faster. He's a little sharper with that. But the the fact that John Stones gave him a, a such a direct pass that was like right kind of at goal, it didn't give him that much time because Sadio Mane was already running full speed when John Stones uh, made that pass. So not... The biggest, uh, you know, that Look, Zach Steffen still made a mistake, but he wasn't put in a position where that mistake seems so overwhelming. He was put in a bad position. I've, I look, I barely played, and I know you don't pass into your goal, right? You right, pass right. at the keeper, but not directly at your goal. The, the pass should be that if the keeper wasn't there, it doesn't go in. That's what I always remember about, about, uh, you know, defending. That said. It's almost as if not being a starter is bad. Yeah. It's almost as if 
being a backup doesn't make you sharp enough when the time comes to be a starter. And you'd love to say that having multiple keepers in, in training creates such a competition that everyone's super sharp and it elevates everybody. Maybe that's not the case. And maybe now I'm a little worried about Matt Turner going to being a backup, Zach Steffen going to being a backup, you know, uh, Hor- Horvath. You know, kid. Horvath. Uh, Horvath. Is he a backup? Horvath is a, uh, I think he lost his spot and then won it right. again. You know, really, the right now, the three goalkeepers or four goalkeepers really in the rotation for the U.S. men's national team are, are Zach Steffen, Matt Turner, Sean Johnson, Ethan Horvath. Uh, Sean Johnson hasn't I don't he hasn't had a cap in, I think, like over a year or two years. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, so, yeah, Played so, well through the MLS playoffs. But, right. you know, maybe if you're looking at, you know, keepers that are in an MLS, a lot of backups. In fact, a lot of the American players aren't doing great in Europe right now. Right. Um, which is something we definitely should talk about at some point. But yeah. So but th- so th- this um, error, obviously, it gets a lot of uh, highlights and, and it, it's it was f- frustrating because they were down. They were down three nil. Um and it seemed like it was pretty much over. But then the, the, the fact that the result was 3-2 is even more frustrating because it's like now highlights the error even more. Because like, oh, if he didn't make that mistake, this game could have gone into uh, extra time or could have gotten penalties or, or whatever. But it's, you know, we saw Manchester City play against Liverpool uh, the week prior. It, it is a... For for Zach Steffen, you can tell, especially with the the, the second goal from Sadio Mane, that you know he got beat near post, but he hit like it's just like every other most players in the Premier League won't even they would take a touch first, they wouldn't even take that 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 shot uh, uh, and volley it on uh, you know first time, and Sadio Mane was just lethal with that, and if if a more uh, uh, informed goalkeeper probably doesn't let that go in because they, they in their mind they're like oh Ederson probably says this guy can can take this out of the air and, and, and crack it near post uh and Zach Steffen just wasn't there so it's a risk obviously like uh, to play your backup in these uh in these important matches especially against this team it's it's it also wasn't the only backup I mean Nathan Ake was back there this was very much a B team and it wasn't until uh Riyad Mahrez who, as per Bing, is one Riyad Mahrez. Mm. Uh, you know, very important. Uh, it wasn't until he came in that really things started to turn around for Manchester City. Look, at the end of the day, Manchester City made a decision that they don't want to be stretched going into the final run of the season. They pretty much need to put all their eggs in the pre- in the Premier League basket and the Champions League basket. Yeah, Maybe this competition isn't worth it. And I do think to some degree this is kind of a a miscalculation by Klopp to have put this many grade A players, top tier players, you know, his senior squad, if you will, into this level of competition, because dog, you cannot win a quadruple. You're trying to win the league. You're already behind on points. You're trying to win the championship. Just one point. You're behind on points. Manchester city still have control of it. You're the one who has to catch up to them and you're burning out your best players. I mean, congratulations. You win the FA cup. It's what I think it's one of the competitions he hasn't won yet. So maybe there's a little bit more interest to win that. But if you win FA Cup and nothing else this season, 
I don't think your fans walk away saying, ah, whatever. We want a trophy. This was a, a successful season. I still think there's a lot of missed opportunities there. Most important being the Premier League title. I think you won the Champions League title already. It'd be great to win that. That's clearly where Pep has most of his sights set on yeah. is winning Champions League and getting over that hump. That gives you an opportunity to hop over him in the domestic league and win the title, which would be huge for Liverpool. You're Not right. that they haven't won it, but it would be big. That, I think, is where you focus your attention on. I think you also, if you're a club, I think you also should have started your B squad for this. Yeah, look, they, he, you know, Klopp especially was, uh, and and Pep do this, they, they do this as well. They always they're always complaining about uh, fixture congestion and and that the players are tired and and so on and so forth. So it, it did feel the the even as the game began, uh, and and I saw the lineup, I'm like, oh, I don't think Manchester City really cares if they lose this game, and. Uh, and so th- that's why the the even Zach Steffen making that mistake, it was like, oh, was he given the proper support to truly uh, and given all the tools to really go out and win this game? It, it felt like the you know Kevin De Bruyne and I, I I don't even think he he even got in the game and he I think he was dealing with like a knock or something like that. Uh, but the, the 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 fact that, that that lineup was uh what is it b i don't know it's hard to say to call any manchester city lineup a, a b lineup cuz all the players are uh are are pretty good but uh it was yeah look the 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 error uh kind of shined a big light on um you know it it starts the conversation of like that one mistake is like oh, oh well Zach shouldn't who who's gonna play in goal at World Cup and then you, you just made you made the point about Matt Turner being a backup and everybody being a backup uh, uh, Zach Steffen is you know for the U.S. has still been pretty good even as a backup and when if he doesn't make this mistake and 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 they lose the game you know it, it's just that that conversation about should he even be uh, uh, at the World Cup it, it seems a little um, harsh. Uh, it's understandable but it's a bit hard need to be playing minutes and be at the top of their form come the world cup yeah being a backup might be fine for now and it might be part of greg berhalter's plan but that game may have spelled the end of his manchester city career and that might be for the best for uh the the american squad to be completely honest with you because now maybe he moves to a club, maybe not as heralded, maybe not as playing for as many, uh, you know, championships, but maybe he gets a chance to start wherever he goes. Sure. And I, I would, I would venture to guess that starting at a mid-tier club, right? If Everton gets saved from relegation, which uh, Drew Toro said, Klopp is waiting for the Merseyside Derby for a squad rotation match. I say sadly as an Evertonian, if Everton, you know, were to, uh, you know, avoid relegation, and let's say. Um, Zach Steffen goes and becomes the starter there. That's better for Zach Steffen. That's better for the U.S. men's national team than if he were a backup. I agree. Yeah, I'm not- at, at Manchester City, it doesn't make any sense. It's just that the 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 situation for the U.S. goalkeepers is um, nobody. You know, in Europe is. Well, I mean, Matt Turner's not even, he's still recovering from an injury, uh, hasn't uh, played yet, even for the revolution. Uh, Zach Steffen is, you know, where, where he is where he is. That's the situation he's in. By the time World Cup comes around, it should, you know, should Zach Steffen 
I would argue that tr- even training against these Manchester City players might put him at a level above some players that are getting minutes in in quote unquote weaker leagues or something like that. But I, I'm not gonna okay, now. I think now I think you've been sipping on what I've been <laughs> sipping gonna, on, buddy. I'm just saying because we even during uh, you know in the World Cup qualifiers he's been pretty solid. He, I, he hasn't really like made egregious mistakes, and he's not. No. And he's not he's getting the, solid, the. He's uh, a solid keeper, but how do you get someone in their best form? I don't care who you're training against. It's not that. It's I, uh, minutes. Not arguing that. Not arguing that. I mean, look. You know I, what it is? It's risk. Oh. <laughs> no, no, Ever Alexis. It? It's lions going into the sun, bro. That's <laughs> bro, what it is. Think about it, bro. Uh, Alexis, what is the Cuban version of chicken noodle soup for when you're sick? A chocolatazo. <laughs> uh, no, what did you have? A uh, uh, hey, I'm sick. Here's what my mom always makes. Um, I mean, my mom would like soup. Nothing. She wouldn't make anything in particular. She would. My mom was more like give me 42 different remedies and, you know, a spoon of honey and like some salt on it or something like that. And yeah, the Tussin. We always we did the Tussin mm. uh, per use. The Tussin family. <laughs> OK. <laughs> um, my mom loved the uh, Viva Peru. Viva Peru is That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Viva Peru uh, on your chest. That was huge. She was big on uh, like a like a like hot like a, what are those uh, what are those bags of hot water? Uh, hot bag. I don't I don't know what the name like a a heat pad or something like that. He, yeah, whatever those things are. Mm-hmm. That was big for her. Um, she had some wild wild shit. Uh, she made used to make us do growing up that were like old Cuban. You know, uh, things they were like uh, stuff, uh, you know, that you drink that made you like shit, you know, <laughs> and that was good for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was weird stuff, but I think if I was sick, uh, the most common thing if I was sick was just guisao, which is like it's like a heavy soup. It's got like corn in it. It's got chorizo in it. It's got beans in it. Mm-hmm. Typically chicken uh, as well. And just hot liquid, just burn your mouth. <laughs> Liquids, oh, hot water bottle is what it is. Yes, it, it's. I I get the the image you guys have in your head is the one that I used to see on TV, which looks like a big whoopee cushion. Right, right. But that's not what we had. We had a very different. It looked like a pillow. Um, but that's I just whatever the whatever the soup that's the temperature of a sun with a billion lines coming at it. <laughs> that is what I would typically have. Okay, well, what's the remedy for Manchester United? Because uh, they ruining another person's <laughs> career. <laughs> the next man up uh, is Eric Ten Hag. He has uh, been uh, Fabrizio Romano announces that there is an agreement in place uh, for the Ajax manager to take over Manchester United next season. Bro, what you, how would you rate this on a scale of 1 to 10 hog? What would you say? <laughs> Great question, Alexis. Uh, um look, this is um I don't know, you know, I don't know much about uh Ten Hag. I don't I mean I we obviously know uh, Ajax uh produces uh legends. It's it's an institution. Um the uh you you can see um 
Robert Lewandowski just winking at, at Ten Hag down there. Uh, hey, <laughs> come get me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I um, look, this is, I mean, how many more chances are the Manchester United fans going to give? Um, they're, you know, the Glazers or just ownership. They, they, they need to, they need to sort this out, bro. If can this guy fix what is going on there? Uh, can they can they bring them back to the, the glory that they are familiar with and that they're used to? Um, I I don't know. I, I'm assuming that Ajax. Um, as far as developing a, a you know culture uh, and and you know maintaining an institution and and bringing in uh, all the latest like is this going to bring big name players though? You think big name players are going to be like oh Ten Hag? <laughs> a nice cold Bruce said Pele banter club. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I this to me doesn't have, and maybe this is why it's the right move. This doesn't have that je ne sais quoi of a Manchester United deal. You know what I mean? It doesn't have the big name appeal. This doesn't have the, oh, my God. Now the big names are definitely going to want to come here. You know, when Pochettino was the name, I'm like, yo, that dude ain't won shit. He can't even win Champions League with five free of the greatest players of all time. (laughs) He can't win. And now all of a sudden you want you want to bring him in. Well, Ten Hag hasn't really won anything either. Granted, he's at a different level. He's at a club with a much smaller budget that has to build players. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can't necessarily just go out and buy whoever they want. Uh, Joe Whitlock said goes to one PSG game. I'm a PSG expert. Don't forget <laughs> how much merch I have. Um, uh, I have actually this dope thing that I haven't worn yet, which I'm going to bring to Europe with me. I want to show you. It's really cool. Um, but uh, you take a look at Ten Hag's career. He's a great manager, but a manager of Ajax. Look, I, I think everybody has to start somewhere. You can't, uh, you know. Manchester United is that? No, is no, that I'm saying you, you have to, um, you know, when, when Sir Alex Ferguson got to Manchester United, he wasn't some le- legend. He was doing what he, he was at was Aberdeen. No. I'm just saying, <laughs> you're, you're saying it, it's like, oh, it doesn't have the big name appeal. But how do you get to the point where you become a manager that, that does have <laughs> big name appeal? You got to start somewhere. Maybe this is the maybe this is the situation that will turn things around for Manchester United. Maybe. Look, I, I think the, the main issue. Yeah, it, this is why they made the, the hire is because they want him to be the steady the ship. Look, they tried Mourinho. That didn't work. They tried bringing back an old superstar, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who people forget had management experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't work out. They brought in Ralph Ranick. He's doing worse than Ole did, you know? Now they go and bring in someone who is new and up and coming, the hot, you know, new manager. Still doesn't feel like a Manchester United hire. To me, Manchester United... This feels like a this feels like the right Arsenal hire when they made the Mikel Arteta. What is, but what, you know what so I mean? why was I'm interested in that description. What what is the what's a right what was the last right Manchester United hire? <laughs> I, I, it, it can't just be Sir Alex Ferguson. That, who after him? Is there anybody that seemed like the right choice? No, that was it. In uh, fact, it took Sir Alex Ferguson years to get 
took him five years really to get to the point where he is the Sir Alex Sir Alex Ferguson we know. So maybe that is the last correct Manchester United hire. And also, he ain't gonna get five years. This dude's gonna have a preseason and maybe maybe 10 matches before people are willing to give him the benefit of the doubt after 10 matches. If they're doing poorly, they're going to be calling for his head. People are going to say it was a mistake to hire him. So maybe this is, maybe this says a lot more about the, the, the fan, the fan base. Uh, Joe Witt likes that. He'll take man. You up to 11. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you That's you, a lot of hog. You dude. can't ask for more hog. I'll be honest. No, only thing more than that is hog and does, which is so sweet when you get there. <laughs> um, the, um, so I think maybe this says a lot more about the Manchester United fan base and, and not having, um, any patience, right? Be, look, there there are not enough of these managers to go around. There's, there's. I I, I saw this. Um, I forgot where. Um, but Drutoro <laughs> said, "If he's ten hug, does that make Ranieri three point five hug?" I saw this a a, a couple. Um, Maybe maybe a couple of months ago, I forgot where I, I saw this this stat, but basically saying that that at any given time and any uh and any like year, there are only about seventy absolute star footballers. Like there's only in the world at one time, there's only about seventy. It's like seventy seventy five. Just incredible footballers that are like the foundations of of a of a club and of a team. So you could say that that number is even way more reduced when it comes to managers. How many top tier managers exist at one time? It's it maybe five. I was about to say five sounds about right. So there aren't, there just aren't enough. Uh, uh, to go around, and now that it's gotten more competitive with uh, uh, w- within within leagues in Champions League and and all the uh, different countries, it's Manchester United has to ha- offer their manager something more than just we used to be a top club and we and we used we're used to winning and that's the culture and it's like well no you you're used to winning because one guy changed everything and and rejuvenated this uh, th- this club uh and and brought something that most clubs won't see in a lifetime that brought a level of success that people won't see in that are not even used to seeing in their lifetime so um there's a certain level of uh, just being so, so then, wait, that brings up a great question what do you think is eric ten hogs inspiration for taking the job Money, bro. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. But there's also probably a if you're the guy that brings it the glory back to Man United, you you got it. At this point, you stand out. Who was it? Uh, uh, a nice Cobra said the board, quote unquote, has been trying to figure this stuff out for ten years now. If you're the guy who brings, and this is my, I said this to Flex, and he thought I was crazy. I go, if you're a guy who brings a championship, let's say you win the league. Twice in three years at Manchester United. You're the manager. Everyone's going to be like, thank God he brought us back to where Sir Alex Ferguson had gotten us. You're always going to be the vice president. You're never going to be the main guy. You're always going to be second. You have to win an insane amount of trophies at Manchester United before 
you're the guy. If you're a, if you're a manager, you're probably a pretty selfish dude. You're probably a pretty egotistical dude. You kind of have to be to be to want to manage a club, especially at that higher level. Why would you ever take the Manchester United job? Yeah, it it's it feels like it's losing um, its appeal, right? I mean, it's been it's been. When's the last time they won the league? The last trophy they won, I think, was Europa, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, when they won the treble under um, Mourinho. Mourinho. Then they uh, win uh, Community Shield, uh, Carabao Cup, and yeah, the so Europa. About what? That was like six years ago, something like that. Five, six yeah, years ago. A while ago now. Um, so it, it's it's it's. They, they, and look, you have to blame ownership, right, for for letting it get to to this point where look that we we know what the standard is. The standard is either winning the league or at least making Champions League. And the, and if you're not in that conversation for a club like Manchester United, financially, it's so it's 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 so damaging to your brand. Uh, and you know, for players that may want to come there. Uh, so like even in the in the conversations about like Erling Haaland and. Erling Haaland is not even like, not even it's not even crossing his mind that Manchester United would even be an option. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's like, oh, that's cute. Real cute club trying to, uh, how'd you get this number? You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say no, but that was really dope that you asked, you know? So and it's going to work out when you find someone at your level. They, but like, all right, Sir, Stephen Brand said, but is Sir Alex thought of as higher than Matt Busby. Here's the thing. You have to wait a generation, right? Before, like someone recently said this on, on one of these YouTube things. They said, if you're an Arsenal fan, you're old, right? It's like, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> who else would pick Arsenal now, right? right? Like you have to remember the Henri era in order for you to have an affinity to this club. So sure. I get it. You know what I mean? There's odds are you're not picking it if you're under 30 years old, Right. Because you just don't, you weren't alive or it wasn't important to you. And other teams have popped up from since then that have been bigger names. Maybe you're a Manchester City fan or maybe you're a Liverpool fan or maybe you're a fan of something else. But odds are you're not going to be an Arsenal fan. Don't you kind of have to wait out the people who remember so Alex Ferguson before taking the Manchester United job kind of has that appeal again? Um, I mean, look, it, it is... Um... I, I think the, you know, if, if Sir Alex Ferguson passed the baton, everybody has essentially kind uh, kind of dropped it along the way. Um, I'm Honestly, the, the, the best manager they've had since Sir Alex Ferguson has been Jose Mourinho. And look how bad that was. But that had some that had some uh, some success. But it, it you know, like always, it always leads to uh, you know a, a disrupted locker room and and issues with the players and so on and so forth. But it, it, look, Manchester United is starting to feel a little bit like a, um, a, a it's probably harsh, but like a delinquent school where the teachers can't control the kids at all. Like they just can't. They don't. The kids don't even listen. They're just uh, we want to do what we want to do. Like talk about every school I went to. <laughs> It's, it's my dean of students was a parole officer twice in a row. <laughs> yeah. So you you, you got to start looking at the principal and the superintendent and and why is the 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 culture of this club so bad? I mean, and you see the former players when you hear uh, Gary Neville talk uh, uh, about 
the, the current form of Manchester United. When you hear Rio Ferdinand, and they're, and it's a little bit like, and back in my day, and you know, in our right, in yeah. our dressing room, nothing like that. You know, it's a little bit of that, but but a little bit of that is what led to the you know they built that foundation for uh, for success that <laughs> that 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 was so consistent that now that they're not as successful, it it just looks so foreign to a lot of people. I think at the end of the day, I think there's two people to blame. There's two groups to blame. The front office, you got to blame them for not being uh, good enough to be able to hire the types of people that will get you to the top, as impossible as that is. But yeah, like someone recently said, you know, they got one guy who's a banker in Ed Woodward, clearly doesn't know football. You've got uh, the Glaciers or Leeches. I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's a U.S. tax system that benefits you from taking loans against your own asset and putting those loans in your pocket. It's not necessarily bleeding the club. It's actually making the club stronger. Again, I sound like a guy who's, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I sound like one of those terrible people who hold press conferences for companies who make seeds that kill everybody. Okay. <laughs> uh, I get what I sound like, but I promise you when I tell you this, it is simply a, a system that American tax system benefits. If you do this, it doesn't saddle your club with that unless you don't have the right approach on how to get out of it. That's it. So you got to get this whole idea of like, there's dead again. It's not 1924 anymore. Uh, so get that out of your system. Uh, that said, you know, who's really to blame is unfortunately, and look, look at me sounding even more like this. Mm. It's probably the fan base. Ooh. Okay. The fan base who believes that they're somehow owed a club that is of the top level perpetually. Yeah. A club that you almost and maybe they've done a terrible job of it, but I would would the um would the Manchester United fan base be able to accept a rebuild? Um probably not. Probably not. No, uh, but I don't no, but, think so. but this is this is the the curse of being so successful. Where this is this is what's going to happen because as you're more successful, as you're uh, uh, buying uh, uh, you know more expensive players, uh, uh, ticket prices go up, season ticket prices go up. So as yeah, you can understand. I can I understand your point. Like that, fans think that they're owed. Uh, uh, you know, a certain level, uh, a certain standard of success. But you could also argue they are paying for that standard to be maintained because the prices of they're also investing more of their own money uh, to maintain that standard. That's true. And look, Arsenal fans do the same thing. I get really annoyed when week after week you've got Arsenal fans singing Mikel Arteta's name and then he loses the next week. And it's like this. I told you this was a bad manager. It's like you can't have it both ways. Try, try that, me you United. can't be that angry. Just said every week when I logged on, I didn't expect to hear Alexis <laughs> simping for the point one percent. Wow, <laughs> Bruh, I Told you we out here to make this money. I feel. How you think we gonna do it? <laughs> um, I no, but my point is: look, the fans aren't wrong in saying we should be asking for the best of our front office. That's what you have them for. I'm just saying, as a group, Manchester <laughs> United fans don't really come across to me 
<laughs> this is great. <laughs> John Charlie and I Alexis said, this is me quote, by the way. Alexis, the fans need to adjust to a new reality. Here's a bottle for you to win. <laughs> Damn, dude. What you running you running in Amazon warehouse, dude? <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> Have you thought about wearing diapers? <laughs> we sell them. Uh Manchester United fans live in that Manchester would not uh that live in Manchester. Would not. The international fans in the U.S. or Asia and the Middle East wouldn't. That's interesting because speaking to Flex I, and seeing his channel, there are there's a bit more of a reality there, but I, I'm not saying there's that much more. Okay. Uh... I, think, I think Manchester United fans in total, I think now they may be so exhausted with this sort of carousel they're on that maybe they're like, all right, fine. Let's rebuild. Can we take a year? take our L finish in the middle of the table. Not obviously not get relegated, but come back even stronger. And then we'll be better off in a few years. Kind of like what Arsenal is trying to do. Yeah. Like if that's the case. Um, Kind of like, just take a, you know, a break out of Europe, focus on yourself, live, eat, take pray, love, year, dude. Eat, pray, <laughs> you know? eat, pray, love. We need to live, <laughs> laugh and love, dude. <laughs> uh, it, it kind of, somebody, I, I saw this um, from. People say I'm, I'm sipping for that bag. Joey <laughs> likes to sip it for that hot bag. <laughs> the, um, um, uh, it made me think about Iñaki Williams. Uh, did he, so uh, the forward for uh, Athletic Bilbao. Mm -hmm. He has now, he, he has just played in 224 games in a row. He has not missed uh, a La Liga game in six years. Uh, and as you see it there, I have the tweet up from ESPN FC. He says, never injured, never suspended, never left out. He needs to be studied. I mean, that, well, the, the, the he needs to be studied, I, that seems like a little too much. Uh, I'm like, what? A little bit. <laughs> You're going a little too far, you know? Yeah, why strap him to a table? Why don't we ask him <laughs> now? Yeah. Did, I mean, eh? He needs to be, uh, uh, you know, what? Uh, what is it? Applauded. How about that? <laughs> okay. Pat on the back. That's all he needs. Yeah. Um, he needs to be giving a day off. <laughs> but this is pretty incredible. If um, you look at his injury history, he's only been injured three times. In uh, and he was injured in in 2015 to 2016. Three like maybe some leg injuries. Three times. Ever since then, he. Uh, he has not played for. Uh, he only has a couple caps for Spain, um, but he hasn't. He doesn't get called up. Um, so and, and uh, Athletic Bilbao is usually not playing in um, in European competitions that often. So yeah, they're a mid-table team, but for the fact that this guy. Being it's able still to, 224 it's games still, in a row. It's really remarkable. Um, and and uh, he's a he's a pretty good uh, player. I, pretty, obviously, the as far as you know, uh, the the consistency and that that level of reliability is uh, is surreal. But what I'm thinking, of, think of Man what Manchester United can do with that time off. <laughs> you can recoup. Recover. Stop playing right? all these European competitions. Take a Kick break. Your feet up a little bit. <laughs> you know, yeah. you ain't winning them trophies anyway, bro. <laughs> you know, and maybe you can go on a long stretch of uh, some consistency and build to a more successful season. Uh, if anything, if anything, Manchester United, you've essentially been training sessions for better clubs. <laughs> <laughs> so why not 
not do that? Why not just rest? Kick Maybe. your feet up. That's it. Read a book. We're just suggesting it, okay? Not bad. Uh, Kirby D said he's better than Marata uh, over at Juve. Uh, wait, like wait. Marata is where? He's at Juve now. Right? Because because Bilbao is one of those clubs where like you only Basque players could have played there back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like a whole thing about whether he was Basque enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, Robert from LA said, Brad, he put Brad Fidel. (laughs) Uh, Joe Whitlock said, Brad Fidel, a Cuban Premier League legend. He meant Brad Friedel uh, started (laughs) over 300 games in a row. But I like this Brad Fidel guy. (laughs) As a goalkeeper, you kind of understand that a little bit more than a forward. Uh, He had gotten the way of of playing goalkeeper. No, goalkeeper, they don't run as much. You typically don't get as many injuries. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's like um pretty impressive. Uh, what uh uh what, oh my god, why am I forgetting his name? Goalkeeper for the for Red Bull. Uh oh uh why am I forgetting his Spanish I, name? Yeah. Please, somebody in the chat, apologies for uh oh, forgetting. Uh but he uh, in MLS, yeah, he had uh he has the record for most uh consecutive games, I think, in in MLS, I believe. Uh if I'm not mistaken. Great. Okay. I hate that I forgot his name. <laughs> I hate myself. Uh, so I just want everybody to know. But somebody in the chat is going to tell me. Uh, okay. By the way, I it was a little blurry. I couldn't see it. Was one of your recommended things Mexican pizza? Uh, Mexican pizza. One of your trending topics? Robles. Oh, yeah. That's a Luis. Luis Robles. Yeah, there it is. Sorry. Good job, everybody. <laughs> um, what what is what's trending about uh, oh, Mexican pizza? I can click on it. Let me see what it says. Uh, your boy hungry. Okay, this is. I mean, this might. I guess this might be an ad or something. But I guess Taco Bell fans get their way. Mexican pizza returns May nineteenth. <laughs> this was huge. I've never had the Mexican pizza. I was actually this close the other day. From ordering a, a Crunchwrap Supreme. I've never had one. And everyone freaks out about it. There was a bunch of videos that teach you how to make it. Oh, so Do- okay, so Doja Cat. I don't know if you follow or see Doja Cat on, um, on TikTok. But she did a video recently saying that she... She was like, hey, look, everybody. <laughs> it sounds like something I would do. She basically did a video saying, hey, like, and it was like the camera was super close to her face. And she's like, hey, look, everybody, you're going to start seeing some videos and, and, and some songs coming from me soon about, about Taco Bell. Just, I'm just letting you know. I didn't. Dis- I it wasn't my decision to do this. My my team, like she's basically blaming her team for getting her signing some deal, <laughs> some contract with Taco Bell. That she is like, I just got to do it. And then and 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 people are like, you know, in the comments, kind of just laughing about it and, and that the fact that she's being so transparent and then the song came out and it was the stupidest song in the world about about like tacos and taco bell or whatever uh so this she's on purpose this is part of, probably part of the marketing campaign i don't know it seemed genuine that she didn't really want to do it because it did it, i would imagine taco bell wouldn't be like hey can you do a little video about how you don't want to do um, an ad no, campaign that for is what you do because I have a feeling if you make a, a video about how you don't want to do uh, a sponsored content, 
I'm pretty sure that goes against the contract of that sponsored content. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty funny. Um, uh, you know what? I will try it and I will fold it. How about that? Okay. So, but uh, speaking of pizza, and we, you know, we did this last week um, with the the pizza, the you know, uh, uh, Rodel Ortiz, the Dominican dude, rolling the pizza up like a, cig- a cigar, and he was calling it more right. uh, more portable. So, so far, that's. Two Dominican dudes I know who have ruined pizza. <laughs> so, so everybody uh, was tagging us uh, in this video uh, because we now I got to get your uh, reaction to this, uh, Alexis. So this is uh, Barbosa Louis Louis Barbosa. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he's Dominican. I don't think he's Dominican. But he's pretty funny. Yeah, I've seen a lot of his videos. Very yeah, funny, yeah. Very New York dude. Very New York dude. Um, and listen, I understand that we now and that we now listen, I understand that. Okay. I just want to play. Also make sure I make sure I can hear it. Uh, so this is, um, he posted this video about a new, a new pizza that's out that's available. Uh, and here's his, uh, reaction to For it. Those of you who don't know, uptown is where a lot of Dominicans live. This might be the most <laughs> uptown thing ever. <laughs> okay. So here it goes. And that we now live in a society where we have to accept everyone for who they are, right? We, I identify as this, I like this, my preferences are that, I understand. But at a certain point, we have to put our foot down, okay? Because I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was the Jamaicans, the Dominicans, the Haitians, the Trinidadians, the Puerto Ricans, the Cubans. I don't know who it was. But this has to stop because this, this what we not going to do. <laughs> this is crazy, bro. Ain't none of that, oh, bro, you just a picky eater. Nah, that's disgusting. That's that. Pineapple on pizza, I let it rock. I let y'all slide with that. But y'all dragging it now. This is crazy. If I go to, yo, if I go to anyone crib and they try to serve me this automatically, I'm fucking the whole family. This is disrespectful, bro. Y'all, y'all are crazy for this one. Yo, y'all nasty. Yo, how wild. Listen, I, listen, I understand. That. So, uh, you, For those of you who don't know what's happening, yeah, <laughs> is he showed a picture of a slice of pizza with maluros on it, fried sweet plantains, mm-hmm. situated on top. Not like cutting <laughs> a little slice, to, no, no, just no. a big old whatever, what, whatever you get next to your rice <laughs> on top of a, a pretty cheap looking slice. Now, here's why I know to blame Dominicans mm. because above it in text said mas duro slice which if you <laughs> if you directly translate that it just says most hard slice but duro means the hardest like, the hardest slice the harder the dope the dopest <laughs> uh, duro, duro means like like if a girl walked by who was hot a dominican would say mira mira que dura like yeah dura just means dope it's like english people use peng you know what i mean like that kind of it's yeah. fire it's bro <laughs> i could promise you this if you want to put something sweet on your on your on your pizza, there's something called Mike's Hot Honey. It adds a little bit of spice and a little bit of sweetness. The tomatoes you use should be sweet, so you don't need to really add that much more sweet on top. But if you have like a piece of meat or something, I could understand you wanting to add sweet. If the moment you put plantain or pineapple or anything on a pizza, what you've done is you've just completely discredited everything below it. You've just <laughs> completely demolished everything that was made below it. It is no different for those of you who do not understand because you love putting ranch on stuff. This is no different than take whatever it is you love. Okay. So if you, uh, if you're from the South and you love shrimp and grits, this would be like putting ketchup 
by shrimp and grits. Do you see how you see how your whole body just recoiled <laughs> with the thought of that? You saw how you just saw your grandmother's eyes freak out and be like, why did you invite this person over our house? Because they just put ketchup on shrimp and grits. That right there. That is what this looks like to all of us. Now, all those rules are out the window after midnight. <laughs> after midnight, if you've been uptown and you've been drinking and someone says like, yo, you want a chimney, which is a Dominican burger. And you're like, nah, that's a little too much. You're like, yo, you want this slice of pizza with plantains on it? You'd be like, all right. <laughs> after midnight, there's so, no rule. So, the, I mean, look, I'm Dominican, huge fan of plantains. I'm not, I'm not advocating for this, but is it, wor- is it worse than pineapple on pizza? Is it, I don't think it's worse. It's bad. It's not as, all right. it's not as, uh, sharp of a flavor as a pineapple is. I wouldn't. It's almost. It's almost more overpowering because there's like three levels to a plantain's flavor, yeah. whereas a pineapple is just sweet and acid. Uh, here's the. All right. So pineapple used to be a sign of the rich. I don't know. Do you know this about pineapple? I mean, I can. I can tell that that's a lot of fruit that uh, you know were were for, for the for the wealthy class until well, pineapple. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen this. If you walk in like the West Village, if you walk in certain old old neighborhoods, you see this a lot in France. You'll see on the fence there'll be a, a pineapple at the top. Yeah. Of the of the thing, pineapple used to be a sign that you traveled a lot. In fact, you used to be able to rent pineapples by the hour, so you could walk around with them. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So you, you can rent, rent a, pineapple. a pineapple like you rent a, a, a Lambo in Miami. Like, <laughs> 100%. Exotic, exotic car rentals. Hey, ladies. From I, hey, ladies. Uh, I got... <laughs> what y'all trying to do out here? Huh? Oh, just me and my, pa- my pineapple probably going to get caviar if y'all into it. Uh, uh, what you would call it? So I get that it's, you know, it used to have this ilk of like, the rich so there's like a different thing to putting pineapple on pizza is also like taking this thing that's for the for the for the people mm-hmm. and putting this like rich people's food on even though pineapple's not that anymore i get like the the symbolism of it a hawaiian pizza i've said this before on on the show i'll say it again invented by a canadian guy uh, a greek guy in canada actually uh you know <laughs> it used to be called polynesian style Blanca said exotic pineapple rentals llc <laughs> <laughs> somebody had that business bro <laughs> yeah man we got all types of pineapple. why are you asking uh <laughs> it's not just one that i rent to everybody no no i got a lot of them i uh, and then girl girls in the street are like you probably don't even own that fucking pineapple <laughs> just judge I heard it. You that, <laughs> oh you Rappers. got you financing that pineapple okay mm. <laughs> i heard your mother had a cosign for that apple i'm just saying i heard i'm just saying i heard <laughs> that's probably your friend's pineapple <laughs> Oh, I think I saw that pineapple on the street last week with Jasmine. (laughs) But long story short, I get why pineapple has this thing to it that putting it on lower end food for a while became like really popular because it went from like this super upper echelon thing to like everyone can afford it. That now I get that, but you don't put it on good pizza. You put it on bad pizza. If you eat, if you like pineapple and ham on pizza, you're eating bad pizza. You will not find great pizza makers doing it. You just won't right, because right. the bread is the important part. Now, plantains, come on. Vamos. <laughs> Take it off a slice. Put it okay, next to Okay, you can't, you know, plantains make every meal better. 
Crimson Pizza said, Colo Blanco about to be the pineapple rental king of Miami. <laughs> Call him the pineapple poppy. <laughs> yeah, so pineapple good. poppy is the best reality show <laughs> that hasn't been made yet. It's a good, it's a respectable business. All right. Uh man. Okay. The uh okay, a couple other things uh before we wrap up. Um uh, should we react to the what was it? The uh Champions League results? Pele pineapple. So stupid. <laughs> I think we've gone on for an hour and 45 minutes. Uh yeah, we've gone on pretty long. Uh so yeah, the uh yeah, so we'll, we'll be obviously we'll be back tomorrow um 1 p.m. Eastern time uh with our uh to shouts to US. You can see it up uh up there uh, our American soccer show. Uh so that that's obviously a lot of uh, uh fun results in MLS over the weekend and uh NWSL uh as well. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. So join us. YouTube Trish Murphy just said Oh shit, just got an email from my kid's teacher that one of the class chickens died. And I will not <laughs> tell you what I thought of because when I grew up saying someone was a chicken or a chicken head meant something totally different. I mean, yeah, chicken, you don't, <laughs> all right. I mean, she didn't say that one of the chicken heads died. That's what I'd be like, why are you? like, oh, damn. damn. What happened to Raquel, bro? <laughs> uh, well, RIP that chicken. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, I I don't know if it's a. Uh, um, is it a? Do they have like a coop? Because I know, we, like in in school, we used to have like a pet hamster in the back. You mean like a two door? <laughs> I a, a chicken coop. I thought preferred SUVs. All right. Um, <laughs> the uh, oh, all right. Yeah, the what was I going to pull up the uh, the Champions League uh, results that was on. Um, that was the oh yeah yeah so that was the final um, the last legs of um, uh, so Manchester City and Liverpool move on uh, and they and and Chelsea I'm sorry Ram, uh, Real Madrid and Villarreal move on uh, it's it's going to be City City Liverpool right uh, yeah or City yeah City Liverpool and then uh, Real Madrid Villarreal okay uh, so. Uh, should be an entertaining next uh, semifinal. Glad we covered that. Okay. As if people didn't already know what happened. Okay. Was it? What was it? There was something. There was something that happened in one of the games that I. Oh yeah. Well, Real Madrid had that huge comeback. Chelsea had the collapse and blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, I think Luka Modric said that uh, Chelsea was the toughest team they've played all season. Okay. So that's something to that's something to take with you if all you're right. a Chelsea fan. Um, you made you made Luka Modric sweat a little bit. Mm. Which no one really does in La Liga or in Champions <laughs> oh, League. Oh, yeah, Europa League. This is what we got to talk about. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt knocks out Barcelona. This was incredible. I saw this. This was incredible. I watched this. This was yeah. wild. So the, the, the one, the, the the play from Frankfurt, uh, incredible. We saw the 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 goal uh, from. Um, no, Liverpool is playing Villarreal. Oh, okay. I got it wrong. Apologies. Yeah, uh, Real Madrid is playing Manchester City. Got it. Got it. Okay, that's gonna be fire. The goal from uh, Rafael Santos Borre. Um, he had the absolute banger. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that was incredible. And then um, he he had the um, 
uh, he had he was number nineteen. So he uh, the, the the Colombian player that played in the ninety four World Cup uh, that 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 passed away uh, recently. Uh, yeah, and he did the um, he he gave him like a, a, sh- a shout out. He was pointing out at, at his numbers. So that was cool. But the one thing I wanted to talk about with, with this game was there were thirty thousand Eintracht Frankfurt fans at Camp Nou. Um, how the scenes were incredible. They I don't know how they're marching down the street. How did this happen? This, this is, I, I don't know if, um, cause it seemed like the, the Barcelona, I don't know. Somebody made a comment or president or somebody that, it was that Freddy uh, Rincon was the player that, uh, Rincon. okay. Thank you. Um, the, um, this, Barcelona, uh, it seemed like the higher ups were upset that th- that so many Eintracht Frank- Frankfurt fans uh, were at the stadium. But the because it it, it kind of did feel like a home game. I, I was like, I'm like, why? That's also because there was no reason for the Barcelona fans to chant until it got towards the end. Yeah, there, there was apparently some sort of protest. Uh, I think the fans were. I think they were raising the ticket prices. I, I, some, please correct me if I'm wrong, but they, it, there was a point in the game. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that that the supporters section for Barcelona was completely empty, and then they came. So it was the start of the second half. They right. they, they decided to walk walk back in. I think like ten I minutes it, after. Or yeah, five ten minutes, minutes after. in. Yeah, and then uh, most of them immediately left because like two minutes after they came on. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt scored again, and then a bunch right. of those supporters left. Uh, mad. I think at the end of the day, I, uh, and I said Barca has a protocol that lets socios sell their tickets, uh, also can get them on SeatGeek. So, oh, so it looks like uh, like Barcelona fans sold their tickets to Eintracht because Frank- they were out of town for Easter, says Robert for Robert from LA. Got it, got it. This was incredible. I mean, there were you, you saw the. The, the the white shirts from uh, Eintracht Frankfurt filled the stadium. So many of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were so many of them. I look, I think this was fun. A lot of people are saying that uh, Frankfurt uh, is now uh, favorites. Brushy said that. I'm a little bit worried that they, I think they just caught, I think they just caught Barcelona lacking. I don't know if these tactics are going to work in the next uh, sort of against their next competition. Which, uh, who is it? Is it West Ham? Um, who goes up? Who let's, what's the playoff? Here it goes. It's going to be. Um, yeah, West, West Ham against Eintracht Frankfurt, and then uh, uh, Rebel Leipzig against uh, or RB Leipzig against uh, Rangers. Uh, yeah, uh, that that's the just the uh, Rangers too. That game was really incredible. Went into extra time up against nine nine guys. Yeah, yeah. Of, that, uh, I can't remember what what club it was, but that was absolutely incredible to watch. Um, that said, Bra- Braga. I, I think, think. The, Braga. yeah, Braga. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the most important thing was. Told you so about Obama Yang. Told you so. Shut that was up. Arsenal Obama Yang. What? Showing up. <laughs> he has one, one game where he doesn't get a hat trick, and all of a sudden he's done. What, the most important game of the season? Nah, dude. What are I'm, we talking about? I th- I think the uh, – I mean, it's not his – he he did miss – uh, he did miss some good, very, very good chances, but this is also the, the second leg. Was he – they, was he doing all that tracking back? Was he was he pressing as hard as he could? Did he was he, did he take moments off? Yes, thank you. They got, this was the player that we got rid of, not the one who's scoring all the hat tricks. That's because he wants that contract. And as soon as he does, he's going to go. He said, hey, "Look, he didn't just do it to Arsenal. He's done it everywhere he's been. He's going to go right <laughs> back to who he is." And you saw a little a little glimpse of exactly what you're going to get next season after you give him that big old bat. Man, just Andrew said Leipzig are the favorites. Uh, I could see it. I'm going to talk about. We didn't even talk about Arsenal losing. We didn't even talk about uh, Manchester United barely winning against uh, Norwich. 
Uh, we didn't even talk about Tottenham losing. Well, because you wanted Brighton? to talk about why the Super League is perfect and we need it right now. This is your fault. Yeah, then we went to this. <laughs> what, are we talking about? what are we talking about this? We're talking about already? Barcelona. Yeah, this is a big, this is a big, this is newsworthy, dude. This but this is, was four days before the stuff I'm talking about. You, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, well, the, your, the Super League stuff was a year ago and you want to talk about it now. Today was the anniversary. Oh, I'm talking about. Everybody's talking about the anniversary. That's right. I, I forgot. Wire. Let me go to my the candle that I light for every Super League uh, anniversary <laughs> you know, conversation. I'm glad you, to be honest with you. Uh, Maguire back kicking uh, Paul Pogba in the face. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. He was pissed. Paul Pogba was angry uh, that he got kicked in the head by his own teammate. There's a. Uh, Crimson Pizza said, did he arrive on time for the match? Talking about Obama Yang. Probably not. <laughs> Probably sitting in traffic. Okay. With his rented pineapple. You know how he does. <laughs> yeah. Iced out pineapple. Damn, yo. <laughs> I already flooded the pineapple, bro. Um, so, uh, okay. I think that's about it. Um, we've, we've, 650 we've, Chris says, my guy Obama Yang. Arsenal probably could have used him this Saturday. I look, it turns out, I don't know if you heard this, Lacazette has uh, COVID. Oh. So he might miss like the next four matches or something crazy like that. And it's, you know, it's a yeah. good thing you have several other strikers to take his place. I and mean, you got nothing I mean, to worry like, about. Right now, this is starting to look like, all right, I'm Mikel Arteta. I've defended you this whole way. Now you got to earn your keep, my guy. Three, three losses in a row, bro. After after a pretty good uh, stretch of games. Uh, what What's your quickest explanation as to what, what's going on? <laughs> Nick Red said Alexis forfeited the right to trash Tottenham's loss by making a sit through the flaming lines. <laughs> <Super League. laughs> Look, point. I'm just trying to bring a different level to this whole show, dude. If you ain't with it. It wasn't until Christian went on his old risk rant, honestly, that I was like, we may have been talking about this for too long. <laughs> uh, what did you ask me? What did I think about what? Uh, uh, a quick explanation as to why Arsenal has lost three in a row. Who cares? That's my quick explanation. <laughs> Steal it up. Make it up. Make it up. Make it a real. Make it a TikTok. Make it a short. <laughs> uh, here's, here's what. Again, I've said this now two weeks in a row, but you need to show me who you are by the changes you make. I'm glad Shaka went back into the midfield. Starting Eddie and Ketia at first seemed like a bit odd. Now that we know why Lacazette wasn't available, makes more sense. Uh, I think it, it, Crimson Pizza took it right out of my right, right out of my mouth. Uh, Crimson Pizza said, "Break in case of emergency, recall Balogun. We need something, something. Uh, Eddie and Ketia is not it. Is it Martinelli up front? Look, the risk of not buying in January, even even you know some." mid-level players that could have held us uh held us down until the end of the season the risk of that was you had a thin squad and if that squad all of a sudden gets even thinner by way of covid or injury or anything else we're we're in a pretty bad position now we're in that pretty bad position fourth place is at risk fifth place is now looking like it's most likely what we're competing for and that's not a great place to be i still it's still a, uh, above where I expected, but every fan of this club got a taste of potentially third. And now you're going to do this to us. We need to bunker down. We need to find a way to win points. We need to find a way to, this would have been a great opportunity to be three points above uh, or ahead of Tottenham and kind of give us that buffer to figure things out. We now lost that buffer. We now need to move. We now need to compete and be even with Tottenham who look like a stronger club, even though they lost to to Brighton and look there, Tottenham, they bottle at the end of the season. It is what it is. We need to find a way. Normally, 
I would say the inspiration, the intensity, the, 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 you know, the ability to, to sort of believe in yourself and be like, come on, come on, come on, let's go, go, go. Usually comes from, uh, Ramsdale and that didn't even happen so I just think that was a bad night out for everyone everyone across the board was bad except for Forrester that kid made a bunch of incredible saves uh you know he, you know I don't think I've ever seen him blink uh but incredible <laughs> saves and really we probably should have been we probably should have been able to walk out of there with a draw based on some of the shots that we've had um I'm a little worried about our ability to finish fifth but we now need to figure something out up front. That final third, it ain't it, Chief. Do something. Okay. Uh, Tavares didn't look too bad. Everyone complaining about Tavares. That's his fan base. You have one bad match, and that's who you are for the rest of your life. Everybody needs to relax. Nuno Tavares looked pretty good. Sambi Laconga looking better. Not great, looking better. But again, a lot of big shoes to fill the way Partey was playing towards the end of the season. Sure. So uh, we need to figure this out. Next match. I'm telling you, the reason why this season ain't over is because we still play Chelsea, which is the next match, and we still play Tottenham. You yeah. win both of those, we goody. Odds that we're going to win both of those? Slipped enough. <laughs> I mean, look, the next five are uh, Chelsea, Man United, West Ham, Leeds, and Tottenham. Uh, and then the final two are Newcastle, Everton. It's going to be tough. This is uh, it's difficult to figure out. Um, maybe a game against Chelsea will raise Arsenal's level and uh, help them against, uh, you know, pretty much every team. Uh, especially that West Ham game is going to be huge because West Ham can take fifth. Uh, uh, can take fifth if they w- if they win that game. So uh, it it is not going to be easy for Arsenal. So uh, yeah, look, I will be at the game against Manchester United, and that game is now way more important than we thought it was. Right, right. We thought it was going to be a breeze against Manchester United. Now this this game means a lot for everybody involved. Now, okay, uh, all right. Folks, thanks for hanging out with us today. As always, uh, we appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button uh, here on YouTube. If you have not, uh, youtube.com slash soccer cooligans. We're here every Monday and Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Mondays, we talk all things football. And Tuesdays, we talk all things soccer. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, a, a lot to cover in MLS and NWSL. And as always, uh, if you want to become a member on YouTube, uh, feel free to do that. You can help uh, support the channel. Uh, and if you want to join our Patreon, you can do that as well. Patreon.com slash Soccer Cooligans. Uh, I want to give a shout out to some of the new folks that have joined on um, on Patreon. Uh, let me get the names. I got them somewhere here. Um, I got them right here. Okay. Shouts to Stephen Brand, who's in the chat. Uh, yeah, so Stephen. Yeah, Stephen's an OG uh, Gully Squad. So thank you so much. The uh, Jennifer Montoya. Thank you so much for uh, becoming a Gully Squad member. Thank you. The uh, I, I, I wonder. Point second. Somebody mentioned this the other day. They were like, uh, "This is uh, it's kind of funny." They were like, "Hey, when I whenever I hear." Uh, the, uh, the 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 shout outs for the Patreon names. It's always the 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 presumption is that the people who join Patreon are white people, and then the P and then it was like this came from a uh, I, I believe there was a, someone a Hispanic, and they were just like, "Yo, I want I I like supporting, but you know." I just I, I don't really hear too many, too many Hispanic names when I hear so the be the change you want to be. <laughs> so thank you, Jennifer Montoya. Uh, we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, 
Stevan Brand. We'll Latinify the names if you want. Yeah. <laughs> oh, muchas gracias, Casey Smothers. <laughs> She's from Costa, she's from Costa Rica. <laughs> so, no, we appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, uh, joining Patreon. Uh, go to shotsus.com if you'd like uh, to uh, support. There's a couple names we haven't mentioned. Leslie Ryder, Justin Mitchell, Sonam Wangchuk. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, and I believe the rest we've, uh, we've mentioned. We've mentioned. All right. So, thank you to all uh, our new Patreon members. We appreciate y'all. Um, the 650 Chris says, Flagrant 2 no longer does sports, but it would be cool to see you guys back on there. Yeah, we should. Um, uh, I, I've been speaking to Akash, and uh, we should we should uh, join them. Yeah, again. we'll get that done. Shouts to uh, Andrew uh, Schultz, who just sold. 12,000 seats at Radio, Radio City. City Music Absolutely Hall. incredible. It's, uh, it's incredible, the, the amount of success those guys have had, man. Just, uh, it, uh, again, we always say that, I mean, we were doing shows with them in dingy basements, and, and to see the level of success that they've been uh, having, it's just incredible. It's just um, the, 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 the hard work uh, over the years they've put in. It's just, it's uh, inspiring, uh, to say the least. So, uh, but shouts to them. Um, okay. Shouts to every member of Gully Squad. Thank you. With that, you guys weren't able to put this uh Yeah. Show. Uh, once again, I want to thank uh, OS who normally lets us film there. I'm sorry that we had to do this separate. Uh, I'm a little under the weather, as you could tell. I'm starting to feel like I'm coming out of it. Um, some of you are like, no, we heard you on the show. Uh, you aren't. Uh, but hopefully maybe tomorrow we can be together. But uh, this was, uh, yeah, again, look, we try our hardest to be in the same room. But unfortunately, some weird cold got me. So here I am. He got got, everybody. It happens. Uh, but again, I've tested negative for COVID like three times, which is so weird because it feels like it. Mm. But you know what? I didn't lose my taste or my smell. So I mean, and, and that's, uh, you know, you, Alexis losing his superpowers would be devastating. Uh, it really would. That really, <laughs> that was the biggest fear. I'm like, ventilator? I can walk around with one. But the, no taste or smell. I'm trying to eat pizza with platanos on it, bro. Oh, <laughs> never. Don't take that away from that's me. the worst. <laughs> All right, y'all. Love you guys. Y'all the absolute best. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. You know what to do. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.